0: South Dakota or Utah. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
1: the lord got a
0: Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. I'm glad you've joined us today. Back in 1968, a young pastor wanted to be an evangelist. His name was Arthur Blessed. He was in California His compassion, his concern for young people, hippies, led him to find a place that was a nightclub in Hollywood. God's place. He began to minister on the streets, and he began to minister in this, what used to be a nightclub. He gave free sandwiches and free water and drinks. He ministered. Crowds crowds came. Young people hungry to know about Jesus. He enjoyed that ministry. But as he moved forward in that ministry, he suddenly was stricken. He went to the hospital. They ran quite a number of tests and then gave him the bad news. The bad news was that he had cancer, inoperable terminal cancer. They gave him medication to take. And he began to cry out to the Lord. He did not want to die laying on his back. He made a determination that he was not going to lay in that bed and die And as he cried out to God about that, the Lord spoke to him. And the Lord said, take up my cross and walk from Hollywood to New York City. He flushed his medicines down the toilet. He built an 80-pound cross. And he began to walk out of Hollywood on his way to New York City. He could barely walk. He was utterly sick. He could barely stay on his feet But he knew that if God spoke, he was going to do what God told him to do. It didn't matter what it looked like to other people. People thought he was a kook. They thought he was crazy. This young, handsome pastor, pulling a cross, carrying a cross, Before he reached the desert, his shoulder was already so bruised and so bloodied and blistered that he had to put pads on his shoulder and on the cross. By the time he had walked the highways through the deserts of the West, his shoulder had healed. As he carried the cross. People would honk. They would shout at him. Are you crazy? All he knew was one thing. God told him to pick up his cross. And carry it to New York City. He walked all the way across America. I remember seeing the newscasts. And the scoffing of the, of the news media. When he reached New York City, he went to Times Square. And there he, witnessed and testified about his Lord, about Jesus. And then Lord said, "Now go to the world." So Arthur blessed it went to the world. Today, Arthur is 79 years old. And as of this year, he's still walking, carrying the cross of Jesus. He has walked for 53 years. He's been arrested 24 times, put in jail. Been threatened with his life. He only knew that he had to walk in the light of God's will. Now he understood he only had one life. And he had to decide what he would do with that one life. And he chose to take up the cross of Jesus and to carry it, literally 80 pounds. He made his way through Africa. He had walked for 2,000 miles into Africa from Sierra Leone. The desert was so bitterly hot. He was so miserable. He didn't take money to buy food. He ate whatever was offered to him. He began to hear about a a mission compound in Africa where they welcomed missionaries, and they had air-conditioned rooms. And his heart began to long for an air-conditioned room where he could sleep for maybe two or three nights, where he could just rest. He wanted to rest. He was exhausted from heat, from walking, from carrying the cross. Finally, he arrived at the mission station. And I listened as he, in his own words, said. I went to the front, and I said to them, I'm Arthur Blessed, and I'm so hot and so tired. I've carried this cross all the way from Sierra Leone. Could I stay here for two or three nights in air conditioning and get cool and just rest and recover? And they said, we're not open to the public. This is a place only for missionaries. It's not for pastors who are backpacking. It's not for tourists This is just for missionaries. And he said to them, I am a missionary. I have carried this cross this far across Africa. I preach every day. I share the gospel of Jesus every day with many, many people. Well, do you have credentials? The cross is my credential well, we're sorry. This is only for missionaries who are recognized as missionaries. You're not a missionary. He said, thank you very much. And he turned and he walked away. And he began to weep. How was it he could carry the cross preach the gospel and be told, you're not a missionary. You don't have a card saying you're somebody. You're nobody. He was broken hearted. He'd not walked long, maybe a half hour, hour. When a a white Peugeot pulled up beside him. A couple got out. They said, are you the man who's carried the cross across Africa? (laughs) Yes. We heard that you needed a room with air conditioning. We have one room in our house with air conditioning, and we'd love to have you come and stay as long as you would like. We'll feed you. You can rest and get cool. And then they said, we're atheists, but we believe you have a good heart. So they tied the cross to the roof of the car, and they drove to this humble home that had a window air conditioning unit. How strange that a pilgrim of Jesus would not be welcomed by the religious missionaries, but an atheist would welcome him with open arms and love him and hug him. And feed him and give him a cool room. And so this couple moved out, newly wed. They moved out of their bedroom, and they gave it to Arthur Blessett. And he was so grateful. His heart was cheered. The tears were dried up and and went away. Soon he was back on the trails to the villages, eating whatever they set before him. Sometimes utterly disgusting that he could barely keep down. Sometimes it came up quicker than it went down. But it was all given in love. And he had a very simple message. His message was, Jesus died for you. Jesus loves you. Will you take up your cross and follow Jesus? Some people scorned, but many welcomed him with open arms. Even in some of the most dangerous and war-torn areas, He was welcomed with open arms, even by Muslims. They had respect for a man who would carry the cross. As of this date, I don't know the exact number. It's somewhere between 43,000 and 46,000 miles, walking miles that this man has walked carrying the cross. He said on the shoulder he carries the cross on, his bone has grown maybe three-quarters of an inch high to give extra support to the shoulder. He said, I have been shaped by the cross. I have been shaped by the cross. He wants only to live in the light of God's will. Whatever the call of God is, he's going to follow. Sometimes his son, Joshua, as a boy, would come with a small cross and carry it with his daddy. Sometimes it was his wife that drove the, the jump vehicle with the trailer where he could stay at night. What I want you to see is that Arthur blessed its whole life And his family's life was shaped by the cross. Shaped by the cross. I want to read a scripture for you. It's found in Matthew, the 16th chapter. I'll begin reading with verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he, if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. According to what he has done. Then another passage of Scripture that you're well acquainted with, I'm sure, if you've listened very long to this broadcast. Matthew 7, in the Sermon on the Mount. Enter through the suffering gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small, or groaning, is the gate and narrow road that leads to life and only a few find it. It was in 1969 that I graduated from seminary and took my first full-time position as a pastor. It was... A country, three country churches, driving 200 miles to get to each one, doing each week a Bible study, and then on the weekend a worship service in each. I was called from there to Washington, D.C., where I too ministered to the last of the hippies in Georgetown. In a place called The Gate. I left The Gate when it became apparent to me that they wanted the church who sponsored it, only wanted a place of entertainment. And I wanted a church that would grow. I went to another congregation and there we grew from a congregation of 9 to over 300 but the denominational leaders said you can't continue here you cannot hold all-night prayer services you cannot you cannot hold these kinds of of workshops, you're much too radical for us. And so I left the denomination and struck out on my own. But I struck out with a sorrowful heart. And I said, well, they don't want me. I'm going to go and make a great success of myself. I'm going to build a great church for God. Well, you know how that ended up. God doesn't call us to build a great church for him. At least he didn't call me to do that. And after my precious wife joined me, we spent seven years shut away with God with no public ministry and no means of support except the prayer closet. Homeless, living with a, a non-Christian family, but a wonderful family. A wonderful family. They loved us. They cared for us. And after seven years, the Lord sent me to Woodbridge, Virginia. I thought, okay, now. Finally, we can begin and do something great. No. Every time I thought I would do something great, God shut it down. And then He told me to go on the radio. Now I have to tell you that through this journey in my life, I've made many mistakes. but I have been single-minded in my dedication to take up my cross and follow Jesus. I didn't understand what that meant. I just knew when all the difficulties happened and and people walked away, I said, I'm done with this. I'm going to go into business and make money and have a life. The Lord said, no, you're not. You signed on with me. Now walk with me. And so I have. Some of the greatest joys of my life have been those beautiful, beautiful people who have said, Pastor, the message of holiness that Jesus has given you has changed my life. And I now want to follow Jesus. And you have picked up your cross. And you have followed Jesus. And I rejoice over you. That has been the greatest joy of my heart. To see men and women transformed by Jesus who have taken their cross. And now they're following Jesus. The greatest sadness of my heart has been those men and women who said, Yes, we will follow Jesus and we will pick up the cross, and Pastor, we will walk with you. And they did until they became offended by a strong word from the Lord that cut across their worldliness their self-righteousness. And then they were gone. Part of what I've watched is that the Lord will allow someone to come and walk with me for a period of time until the testing comes. And when the testing comes, they either say yes or they say no. Great sadness was When a wife said, yes, I want to walk with you. And then, after a very short period of time, she said, you know what? I'm not going to submit to this. I want money. I want lifestyle. I want to be free to live my life. I have my life before me. I'm not going to sacrifice my life for this. She thought I was going to be somebody. She thought I was going to bring her recognition and power. And when she discovered there was no recognition and there was no power, there was just a cross to carry, she walked away. And I wept. You see, every one of us is called to take up our cross and follow Jesus. And the cross will shape us. And the cross always shapes us in one configuration. It always shapes us into total submission to Jesus. And it also totally shapes us into love and compassion. I tell you I am a I am a different man today than I was fifty years ago when I started. Then I was filled with ambition. I was filled with desire to do something great for Jesus. I had a desire to be recognized to be considered somebody, to be respected. I had anger in my heart. I had pride in my spirit. Now, I've not changed that, but the cross has changed all of that. One of you wrote to me and said, Pastor, The tone of your voice and the way you speak, there is such love. That's not me. That's the cross of Jesus. That's the cross that I've carried. I've carried this radio broadcast. It has been a cross on my back that I have carried to testify that Jesus is real I sat across the table from a precious sister who listens every day to this broadcast. She has a mask on, but these bright eyes. She said, Pastor, Jesus is real. <laughs> oh, yes, Jesus is real and the cross is real and we are called to take up our cross and follow jesus and some have said oh i'll pick up my cross after i have finished this job if i've paid off these expenses if i have if i've been able to do this and that then I'll, then I'll follow Jesus. In fact, I'm following Jesus while I do these things. No. They've had specific direction from the Lord about what they're to do. And they were unwilling to do it. The cross is not the difficulty in your life. The cross that we carry is not the hardship of being a human being in a fallen world. The cross we bear is the will of God. The cross we bear is the cross of Jesus Christ. And it shapes us. It reforms us into humble servants, loving servants who pour our lives out in love for other people, lifting their burdens. One woman who has listened many times to this broadcast has a heart for Honduras, has started a chicken farm for a pastor in Honduras for the church. I talked to her this week. She doesn't have her rent money yet for this month. She doesn't have a job. But she was given some money for the chicken farm. And somebody had given her $200, so she added the $200. So she sent off $500 for the chicken farm. She didn't keep it for herself. She sacrificed because of her love for the children and the people of Honduras. She's from Pakistan. She doesn't speak Spanish. But she went to Honduras as a on a mission trip and fell in love with the people and wants to bring the gospel to them and wants to care for them and feed them. She is carrying the cross of Jesus Christ. She's not carrying the cross of prosperity. She's not carrying the cross of taking care of herself. She's carrying the cross for the lost and the dying. She's carrying the cross of Jesus Christ. Have you been called to follow Jesus Christ? Do you have some sense of how much he loves you? Let me read what the Apostle Paul said about this. Philippians 3, But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death so that somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect but i press on to take hold of that for which christ jesus took hold of me brothers i do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing i do forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead i press on toward the goal to win the prize for which god has called me heavenward in christ jesus have you taken your cross Or have you cast it aside because you have your stomach as your God? Have you cast aside the cross of Jesus Christ to be comfortable? To be successful? To be somebody? Then you don't know the gospel of Jesus yet. I have lost all things. I have lost all things for the sake of the cross of Jesus Christ. See, we only have one life. This wonderful man that I've shared his story, Mr. Blessed. This man spent his life carrying the cross, literally. Some of us have carried the cross in different ways. Caring for the poor, preaching the gospel when it was not appreciated, and when you were scorned and and shut off and shut away and called a fanatic. I too have lost all things. I've lost the years of my life because I've pursued Jesus with all of my heart. In the midst of my immaturity, in the midst of my mistakes, all I want is Jesus. I love Jesus, but not anywhere near the way he loves me. It is Jesus who came from heaven. Who died on that cross. And now he says. Take up your cross and follow me. Now I'm going to take a few minutes to pray for you. If you're on YouTube. Go to the live chat. Just. Just. Put your name and say, pray for me, and I'll pray for you. I want to pray for people today. I want you to know the glorious reality of Jesus Christ and him crucified. I want you to know that Jesus bore the cross for you. And now he wants you to bear the cross for him. And it will take your life. It will literally, it will literally reshape your life. You will become one who is. Shaped by the cross of Jesus Christ. That's what the church needs today. Thank you, Cindy. I will pray for you. And I'll pray by name for anyone else who jumps on that live chat and just put your name down. Oh, Lord. Lord. I live before you Gino Jose Bertha I live before you Cindy I'm asking that today as they have or are taking up their cross that they would experience the full blessing of your presence and your love, that they would experience the glorious truth that if they will lose everything for you, you will give them everything. Lord, I pray your blessing for Leslie today. I pray your blessing for each who has given to this ministry so sacrificially. Lord, I pray for the listeners today who, who need to lay their life down for you. That they've laid their life down for their ambitions. They've laid their life down for their own desires. They've laid their life down for their own necessities and their own needs. But, Lord, that means they have religion, but they've not taken up their cross and followed you. Instead, they've had judgments and accusations. Oh Lord, please, take Cindy in your hands today. Take Leslie in your hands today. Take Gino and Jose and Bertha. Lord, take take those you're calling. Yes, Lord. G. Marie is saying, pray for protection and health for me and my sons. Lord, put a a guardian angel to guard their lives and let the life of these precious ones be guarded by you. But, Lord, may they also go beyond protection and health Lord, may they go to giving up their lives for you, to sacrifice their life for you, Jesus, to taking up their cross. <clears throat> Lord, we want to live in the reality of being shaped by your cross. It's not comfortable, but it's glorious. Lord, please come in power. Please come in power to save this city and this nation. Expose the lies. Expose the corruption. And bring peace to this nation. Bring peace and love and forgiveness. Bring obedience and righteousness and living up to the standard of truth in you, Jesus, and in your cross. Please, Lord, you are the Almighty, and I look to you. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. We have just a few more minutes left in this broadcast. And I want to ask you a question. Is God calling you to come and walk with the National Prayer Chapel? Is he calling you to walk with Pilgrim's Progress? Is he asking you to lay down your life with me for the work of the gospel? This has been a very, very painful and difficult month for me. But I'm rejoicing in it. It looks like this month will be impossible to pay for radio. But I've been there before. And this cross is sometimes very expensive. But I'm going to carry it. I'm not going to turn to the left or to the right. We do a Bible study on Thursday evening. We have a worship service on Sunday morning. But I warn you, it's for men and women who are willing to take up their cross and follow Jesus and let their lives be shaped by that cross you're welcome to come. Go to our webpage, nationalprayarchapel.com, and there you'll find a map and directions and times. Or you can call me and I'll be happy to talk with you. The greatest joy of my heart is carrying the cross of Jesus. The same was true of Arthur Blessed. I've not done what he's done. I have great respect for what he's done. He was not a kook, he was a disciple of Jesus. He is still walking at 79 years of age. I'm 75. I'm still preaching. Well, Pastor, when are you going to retire? When I retire to heaven, not before. (laughs) I tell you, there were nights when I wanted to stop doing this broadcast and leave the National Prayer Chapel and just go and make money and live a life But it was a very short flash and then the glory of Jesus would flow into my heart and he would encourage me and lift me up and say, Ray, follow thou me. I want you to know the great joy of carrying your cross and of being crucified with Christ. I want to read one more brief passage of scripture for you. You'll not be surprised. When I tell you that it's Romans. The sixth chapter. And I'm going to begin. With verse five. Romans six. Verse five. If. We have been united with him like this in his death. We will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe we'll also live with him. We take up our cross and we follow Jesus. And if you participate with him in the cross, you will also participate with him in the resurrection. Tomorrow we'll talk about the resurrection. Please write to me at the National Prayer Chapel. Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. You can also give online at nationalprayerchapel.com. Go to the upper right-hand corner, and you can give there. Please, as the Holy Spirit moves in your heart, if this broadcast means something to you, then walk with me and be crucified with me. carry your cross and the joy of the Lord will be in your heart God bless you my brother, my sister you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel we're carrying our cross and our life is shaped by that have a wonderful wonderful day and know that Jesus loves you and so do I I'll talk to you soon. Now unto Him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of His glory
1: with great joy.